This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to create better clients, a better practice, and a better life. Hi, this is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder and CEO of WealthAbility. So here's the question. Are you afraid to hear what your customers want from you? Are you afraid to hear what your customer customers want from you, what your clients want from you? Today, you're going to discover three ways to give your clients what they want, not what you want them to want, which is what we tend to do as CPAs, but what, you, what they actually want. So today we have a, a terrific guest, Suman Sarkar. Yeah, Suman uh, just wrote a book called, um, if I get this right, Customer Driven Disruption, Five Strategies to Stay Ahead of the Curve. And I love this topic. This is probably my number one concern with the C with our profession is that we think we're customer driven, but maybe we're not quite as customer driven as we would like to think we are. So Suman, if you just uh, give everybody a, an idea of kind of what you do and where you're coming from and why you wrote this book. Absolutely. Tom, thank you for having me in the show. Um, let me uh, quickly share a little bit of my background. Um, I am a consultant by background. And I've been an entrepreneur. I started a few companies as well. Um, I have worked with large companies and I, I work with many small companies. And what I'm finding is that companies are really focused on technology than their customers. They are not listening to their customers. They are not delivering what the customers are looking for. And then they get surprised when their business gets disrupted. Customers go and choose something different. Uh, that led to led to this book, Tom, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. And in fact, it, it's I love this whole discussion that you're having in your book because um, one of the things we've talked about on the show is how um, AI and blockchain technology specifically are, are actually disrupting the CPA industry in part because they are actually going to take over some of the jobs that would were traditionally CPA jobs, such as bookkeeping and auditing and stuff like that, which will be done in large part by blockchain technology combined with uh, artificial intelligence. So I love your premise that, guess what, folks? It's not technology that's the primary issue. If I understand right, the, the, the premise of this book of yours is it's the actual customer. It's the customer that's actually disrupting the industry and the world. It's not technology. Absolutely right, Tom. And, and this is a difficult conversation to have with many uh, folks because they have been trained to think about, hey, technology is a disruptor. Unfortunately, as uh, as I work through with my client and the research more and more is showing that it's the customers that are disrupting. You may have the best technology in the world if customers are not happy with it or they don't want to use it or, or they find it too expensive, they are not going to use it. Simple. I don't use it. I mean, you know, you may have the best technology. And the reason is, it's very simple, right? Customers care about their need and they will use any provider that meets those needs better than anybody else in the market, right? And they will look around. 
today customers are much, much more informed than any time in the past, right? They have smartphones, they have computers, they can look up peer reviews, they can understand what's available and at what price point. And so they are more informed and educated about solutions in the market, and therefore they are open to trying new things. So if you don't listen to your customers, you don't deliver to their needs, you're going to lose out. And it doesn't matter whether you're a small or a large business. Sorry, go ahead, Tom. No, no, you know, this is this is really interesting because we're actually finding this with employees too, that um, employees are moving much, much more often. You know, we it used to be 20 years ago, we looked at a resume and somebody had moved like every three years, we would go, oh my heavens, they just can't hold a job. Well, anymore, three years is a long time to stay in a job. So we're seeing a lot more movement there. And, and so that actually may, helps me understand too, is that, well, if, if you can move in a job that easily, think how much more easy, think about how much easier it is to move providers, because um, that's much easier than it is moving it, moving your job. And, and yet we're seeing it even in the job market. So one of the things that I notice is that, of course, I'm out, um, I do a lot of speaking, and I'm out talking to um, actually our audience's customers. I'm constantly talking to entrepreneurs and investors about um, tax reduction. And so I'm, and I, and I talk to them and I listen to them. And I think one of the points that uh, you were making earlier is that if, if we don't listen to them, somebody else is listening to them and they're going to respond to them. Absolutely. So l- let me explain the bit on listening a, l- a little more, right? Listening is not same as hearing, right? Uh, listening means actually understanding what the customer needs are, what they care for, and therefore what they want you to deliver. Uh, let me give you an example. Steve Jobs actually said it very nicely. Uh, Steve said, when, when if you had asked uh, Ford when he was developing the car, and had he gone out and asked folks that what they wanted, they would have said faster horse. But then Ford internalized it and says, what people are really asking for is a faster transportation. And he came out with car and it was hugely successful. Now we have cars all over. Steve Jobs did the same thing. He listened to the customers. They were looking for a simple way of getting information on their phone. He came up with iPhone with a very simple way of getting that information. And it's, you know, last 12 years, it's minting billions for Apple. The listening essentially involves understanding what your customer needs are and what they are really asking you to solve for, right? And if you don't do that, somebody else will. Now, because of the, again, internet, the solutions may not come from the store next door to you, right? Or somebody, you know, in the next town. It may come from somewhere else in the world. So your competition is way bigger and way more complex than it used to be in the past. And customers have way many choices and they are better informed. So if you don't step up, somebody else will. So let me ask you this question. So we always like to be real practical on this show, Suman, we're um, CPAs, we're very practical people. When you talk about listening, how? How do you actually go about listening to your clients and listening and, and developing actually even a culture where um, you've got a relationship where you're okay hearing something that you may not want to hear? How do you go about that? 
imagine yourself going to a doctor and you have fever and the doctor then does a good thing of then finding out what is causing that fever. He may do some tests and all that, but he also spends a lot of time speaking with you in order to understand what's really going on. Did you eat something bad? Did you, you know, drink something bad? Whatever, right? A listening essentially involves going a level deeper to understand what's really going on uh, with your customers. And, and to your point, Tom, you need to develop a relationship first, a relationship where customers are more open to having a conversation because they know you care for their problem. So for, from a CPA perspective, the rules are becoming way complex now to run a business. Uh, every state has different rules. And, and businesses that work across uh, states, it's really difficult. I do that. And I need help sometimes in order to figure out how do I do this so I don't get into compliance or other issues. Uh, I'm not just looking for bookkeeping. I'm looking for running my business. That's really my need, right? Bookkeeping just happens to be part of that running the business. So as a CPA, you may have to then partner with somebody else that can provide counseling and coaching around how do I run my business? Uh, how do I do things that does not get me into trouble? I don't know if that makes uh, makes sense at all, uh, Tom. I yeah. was just trying to. No, no, it, it's it's great. In fact, it, it brings up it brings up something that's really interesting to me, and and that is diagnosing. Really, as CPAs, I I think that our primary job is to diagnose the, the problem and then to educate the customer or the client as to how they can solve the problem. So the, the challenge that we have, of course, is, you know, a, a client might come in and they say, you know, I'd like you to do my tax returns. But what, they're really, what they really want, to go to the, the Ford analogy, is that what they'd really like is lower taxes, they don't really want their tax return done. They, yes, they want that taken off of them because that's a pain in the, you know, that's a pain in the rear. But what they really want is lower taxes. I mean, that is, that's what they're coming in for, not, not for some compliance of a tax return. So, but to, to understand even how to do that, we have to diagnose. So to, to determine what the medication is, uh, using the doctor analogy, determine what the medication is we need to give them or that they need to take because they have to take it. Okay, we can't, we're not going to be there administering their medication to them every day. We're going to tell them what medication to take, where to get it, how to, how to apply it, and then they're going to do it. So I, I actually see two things here. One is, are we asking the right questions? And number two is, if we are asking the right questions, are we willing to educate our clients as to how to do what they need to do. Because a lot of times we say, I think we say in our profession, and I'm sure this happens in every consulting profession, we'll go do this. And the client doesn't understand why. They don't understand exactly, okay, so what does this mean to me? And so a lot of it is learning how to simplify something so that it's not in accounting speak and it's actually in plain English. Are you finding that when you're working with your customers? Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> unfortunately, this is one of the problems that we very commonly see across industries. Uh, companies tend to speak in their language. Customers speak in English or whatever language they speak. And unfortunately, they don't cross over well together, right? 
Um, and, and I think what you are saying is, hey, uh, say things and and learn from what from a customer perspective. If you are sitting in their shoes, what exactly the customer is trying to tell you, right? They may not understand all the nitty gritties of tax return or all the nitty gritties of you know uh, accounting, but what they clearly understand is where their needs are and where their pain point is and where they need help. And having that conversation in a very simple way, so not only you understand their problem, but your diagnosis is also acceptable to them, right? So imagine, again, going to a doctor's office and doctor tells you, hey, just go and take this pill, does not explain to you why you need to do that. Would you be comfortable taking those pills? I always ask my doctors, hey, you're asking me to take this, take this. Why am I taking this? What are the side reactions? Uh, is it good for me? Um, and, and similarly, I think if the, the customers don't ask you those questions, you need to explain them why you are coming with a diagnosis and how it will help the customer. So they are open to the solution that you are providing, and then they will work with you, you know, much more willingly and 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 find a solution that works for them as well as you. Does that make sense? I, 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 I like that a lot. Um, it, you know, I think about, there's one profession I think that's actually done this very well, and that is the dentistry profession. You know, when I, I remember when I was a kid and you went into the dentist and they just said, you have five cavities, I'm going to shoot you full of Novocaine, then we're going to drill. You know, and that was it. You know, now what happens is they come and say, okay, now I'm going to put a little pressure here. Is that okay? Now I'm going to do, you know, this is what needs to happen. This is why. Now, when you get home, I need you to do this. And this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. And this is why you need to do it. And I find that dentists actually have done an amazing job, much better than say, frankly, doctors, lawyers, and accountants. Um, and in actually explaining every single step of the of the process, I'm fond of saying, people have heard me say, if you want to change your tax, you have to change your facts. And what people really want to know is, okay, well, what do I have to do differently in order for my business to succeed? Whether it's whether it's how do I make more profit, like you're talking about, where you've got the, you know, how do I run my business better? Or if it's how do I lower my taxes or whatever it is we're trying to do in our, as consultants, because that's what CPAs fundamentally, I, I would hope we are, um, what what are we going to do? How, how are they going to do that on a step-by-step -step basis? Because in the end, they have to do it. We can't do it for them. Tom, when I was younger, I used to be afraid to go to dentist. I don't know if you were, but I always used to be afraid oh, of going that. to dentist. Yeah, and you know, it used to be painful, right? And now I have no problem going to dentist. And if I think about it, you just said it. It's because the way they explain it to you and how they work with you. So you know uh, what's expected and how it helps you, right? So I'm very open. I don't think the pain has gone away, but what has happened is I know, know understand, and appreciate what they're doing. And I'm very open to their services, right? Well, I, I, I think there's a lot of fear of the unknown. Um, I, I, right. think, I think customers, clients are very fearful of something that they don't understand. For example you know, when it comes to taxes and going, going back to our profession, if they know that they're going to, you know, if, if you tell them in December that they're going to owe taxes in April and they understand why they've got four months to figure that one out. 
If we tell them April 9th that they're going to owe money on April 15th, they've got a problem because well, how'd that come up? What, where'd that come from? And so a lot of it, I think, is, so some of it is listening to the clients and some of it also is paying attention to their needs, not just when they come to us, but maybe even paying attention to their needs on a proactive basis where we're talking to them um, on a regular basis. I had a client, actually not a client, this was not a client of mine, um, but this was a friend of mine who came to me the other day and said, what do I do to work better with my accountant because uh, I'm just not getting the planning that I need. And my response was, well, if you want to be a really good client, then what you do is you make sure you have a monthly conversation with them. Well, I would propose that that's maybe not the client's job, that maybe we ought to be reaching out to the client and having that monthly conversation because I think some of it is the frequency of interaction. It goes both to the relationship. But to me, I don't, I understand clients when I'm talking to them on a regular basis. Are you finding, Suman, that, that a lot of businesses are having trouble actually having that regular conversation with them? Yes. So I, let, let, let me, I think you make a great point, right? Um, I think most businesses are, are afraid of their CPAs, including me, right? I'm, 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 I'm saying it in a way that I may, may be offensive, but I don't mean that. All I'm trying to say is we don't I know. I think the, you're right, by the way. It, uh, it, 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 uh, we just don't know what, what to expect, right? And and I'm, I'm going to tell you, every time I file taxes, I'm just hoping and praying that the estimate that I got sometime back holds. I'm not going to be like, you know, the last day, uh, the CPA turns up and says, uh, Suman, you need to now uh, pay X, Y, Z additional amount, right? Plus the fines and plus, 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 right? The the problem that I think many businesses have with CPAs is that it, it, it's more reactive than proactive. And I think that's really what you are talking about, right? Which is, do how do I know what's coming and how do I plan for it? So I'm not surprised I have, you know, money in the bank and, and I can do this. I'm not running around trying to get the cash during the tax season, right? Or I'm not getting audited for whatever reason, right? It's very important that uh, the CPAs are a little more proactive because if you don't develop that relationship, then technology will replace you because Technology does that. They don't develop relationships. All they're trying to do is. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, it, that technology can tell you where you are all the time. And I do think we're going to get to a point where we have so much information that is provided to us that it's going to be pretty easy for a client to know where they are from a tax standpoint. And so, um, you know, if we're not telling them, I think that's a that's a really interesting point that te- that maybe technology will tell them something that we're not willing to tell them. So, um, but you know, going back to this being proactive, you know, our, our tagline is actually better clients, better practice, better life. And I think about the better clients all the time, and some of it is people come to me and they say because we have this, we have a network of CPAs around the country, and. Uh, we're constantly building it. And I'll have people have CPAs come to me and they say, well, I want better clients. And I want to, I, I turn back to them and I say, okay, so how are you going to make your clients better? Because it may not be the client that's the problem. That's right. So, so he, here's a question. How, in your mind, Suman, 
how do we make the clients become better clients? Let me just say it this way, right? The clients care about their needs, their problems, their business, right? If you are just not CPAs, anybody else wants to become part, be a service provider to them, you've got to understand what they're dealing with and how you can help them grow their business, solve their problems and all that, right? Now, you will have a better client if you are engaging in a conversation that helps them do that because that's what they care for. But if you're engaging them saying, hey, if you don't do that, this is the problem. If you don't do that, that's a problem. They are looking at you saying, hey, this guy is bringing problems to me instead of solution, right? Uh, happens to me if somebody is not help giving me a solution, is only talking about problems, I'm like, okay, I, I need to move away and find somebody who gets me the solution because I don't have time for everything, right? You make a really good point here. I was in a meeting with a client um, with their with an attorney, and the attorney kept throwing up roadblocks. And the client came out and he said, "So, so Tom, you know there are two types of attorneys." He says there are deal makers and deal breakers. He says that one was a deal breaker, and what what's really and that was about twenty years ago, and I I and I'll never forget that because. What I learned from that was that clients don't care what they can't do. I found that clients only care to know how can they do what they want to do. And that seems to be what you're saying, Simon, is that how does the client do what they want to do? So if it's reducing taxes, if it's increasing their business, if it's deducting their Porsche, whatever it is, how do they go about doing that? Is I mean, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So they care about their needs and they are trying to do something and they are looking for you to coach them. Right. Uh, so and and that's what your role is uh, and then help them where they need help. Sometimes if the client wants something that's completely ridiculous, then you got to tell them that if you do that, there will be you know, consequences and problems later on. So you need to play that coaching role with the clients. The more the clients trust you, the more they are likely to. Uh, to, to trust you back, right? meaning, you know, more they will do business with you, right? Meaning, and that's really the point that clients care about their needs. They care about things that they are in front of, right? And either you're partnering with them or, you know, they look at you as somebody they may not want to do business in the long run, right? I want partners in my business because I want to ensure that when I grow, I have people that I trust and I don't have to keep looking over my shoulders in order to you know, ensure I'm not getting into trouble with whatever the law or you know, regulations and all that. And people who provide that to me, I love them. I will go and find them and you know, ensure that they continue to do business with me. The folks who are just doing their job and nothing beyond that job, I find that very challenging because, you know, businesses change. Uh, regulations change. Uh, my competition is changing too, right? So I'm always looking for um, ways to be better to my customers. And I have no time to keep educating my CPA or who the other providers are of, of how they can keep up with me. I want them to partner with me. So essentially what I'm saying is, 
we need to partner with our clients and ensure they are successful. Sorry. You know, I love that. I love that. Sorry. We, we I, I love, we need to partner with our clients. Um, and you were talking about partnering uh, with even other providers. One of the things that I think we have challenges with the CPAs is we, we feel like we need to do everything ourselves. And um, I always go back to, you know, that would make you a jack of all trades and master of none. And yet, why don't we just stick with what we're a master of? Okay, so if it's taxes, then that's what it is. If it's, if it's business improvement, then that's what it is. If it's auditing, then that's what it is. And so let's master that. And then part of what we can do and part of what I think our clients are looking to us to do, just like you were saying earlier, is for something that we aren't a master in, to find a master. And because we're the ones that the clients you know, that have the most broad-based business experience of all of their advisors. Um, and, and we know people. And so I find, I actually had a um, client engage with us solely because they wanted access to our Rolodex. I mean, to use an old term, an old-fashioned term, but they really wanted access to the people that we knew um, because they knew we knew people and we could get, we and they'd heard we could get people in to certain providers that it was hard to get into if you didn't have an introduction. And so um, this idea of partnering with your clients and also partnering with other professionals who can help your clients, Simon, I think that's actually one of the the big keys to take away today. Yes, and it's it's simple. Meaning for partnering, you don't really have to do much more than what you're doing. And you'd love to do a little more extra. But it's it's about just being open and figuring out how can I deliver what the customer is asking in a more comprehensive way than in a narrow way. Does that make sense? Uh, if you define your job as just being a CPA, then it becomes very narrow because the customer does not really, uh, you know, buying CPA. They are buying a solution to one of the problems or challenges they have, right? Or so they are buying somebody who will manage their books, ensure people are getting paid on time, you know, taxes are filed on time, uh, all all the other stuff that goes on, right? And and they're looking for, hey, if you can do this on your own, you need a technology or you need somebody else, right? Go ahead and get it, put it all together, tell me how much money it costs, and then manage it, and not have me manage all those. Does that make sense? I mean, I, that's. I love that, Suman. Where you know that that's a big role that I think CPAs can play is that we can manage all these people. We're the we're a bit of the um, the 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 manager, the quarterback um, for our clients because, like you say, I think entrepreneurs they want to do their business. They don't really want to be involved in the. You know, I don't want to talk to my attorney. I don't want to talk to the financial planner. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk to a whole bunch of people. And I love the idea of the CPA being really the focal point for all of those relationships. And, you know, we're worried about giving up control. We actually gain more control because we're the ones that, that the client naturally goes to for, questions and okay how do i find this person how do i find this person and if we're out there uh, uh you know actually aggressively looking for people and and keeping track of who we know and who our clients have used i i think it's great i you know i love this whole conversation 
um, because I think that it really is about us being better service providers and that that's a lot of how we end up with better clients. So um, just to wrap up, I want to, I always want to give, you know, three things um, that, that our audience can do. And what I'm hearing is, and I, I know I've got at least uh, one of them here. So the first one obviously is listen, right? Simon, that's number one. Absolutely. Not here. Listen to what customer needs are, right? Right. I mean, just don't be superficial. Go a little deeper, diagnose the problem and figure out what they need to. Absolutely. And then second, it seems like we really need to develop that relationship so that we're talking to our clients on a regular basis. So we're listening to them, but we're also having that regular conversation with them so that we are the ones being proactive instead of having to wait, instead of always waiting for them to call us. Does that make sense? Absolutely. If, if I may add a little more to that, please. Uh, I, I think what we are also saying is uh, change the mindset from being a provider to becoming a business partner, right? Don't think you're outside the your customer's business, right? Think yourself to be their partner and how you can help them, you know, grow or make them more profitable or whatever they want to do. I, I love that. I, I think some of that even comes down to our language when we're talking to a client instead of you should do this or you should do that. I think sometimes we just need to say we need to do this and include ourselves in that conversation. And then, of course, the third thing that clearly we have to do is we actually have to deliver. So if we're going to if we're going to diagnose and we're going to listen to them, we're going to have to figure out a way to deliver what they what they really need. So that's a little scary sometimes. And that's actually why we created our wealth building network so that people would have a resource to, to find, you know, other people who can deliver something they can't, or maybe learn how to deliver something new. Um, but delivering actually in the end, you know, the doctor actually has to prescribe that um, the, the right drug. And then uh, you have to be able to go to a pharmacy and get that. And if you can't, you know, if the, if the doctor doesn't work with the pharmacist, then, that delivery never happens and, and you never get better. So um, it seems to me like, you know, those three things, listening, relationship, and delivering what the client actually wants might have an impact on how good that client is. What do you think, Suman? Absolutely. If I may add a little bit on the delivery thing. Uh, delivery does not mean technology. Delivery means, essentially means, hey, I'm able to address customer needs better than anybody else in the market because I understand what their needs are. I know we have a good relationship and I'm going to figure out how best to do that. If that means I'm going to go out and partner, find the right person to do whatever it needs to be done. That's what it means. I can give you a good example, Tom. I don't know if you have time enough. Yeah, go ahead. So um, we, we were forming a company, right? I was forming a company to start, start doing something and I have an awesome CPA um, and, I can't stop recommending him to any of my, you know, friends, families, or whoever is starting the business. You know, I, when I spoke to him, I said, I need to start a company and I have no idea how to do this in Delaware. And then we are going to do something in, in Tennessee. And you know what? I don't know if that's part of the CPA job description. He told me how best to form a company. You need this. When he went through C-Corp, this and that, which I understand a little bit, but most people don't. And then he told me how to protect my IPs in a way that's more effective. And then he also told me when I go and start doing this pilot in Tennessee, what I need to do in order to be successful. And guess what he did? He did all that. 
And and all he did was, hey, Suman, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Focus on what you're doing. You need to get the tech ready. You need to get the operations ready. And he managed the whole company setup to all the government filings that I needed to do. And I don't know if he did it himself or he got somebody else to do it. I didn't have to bother about it. And, you know, I love him. <laughs> and awesome. I can stop stop recommending that guy to everybody I know because he's awesome. That's that. That's a great story. It's a great place to end. So one more time, give us the name of your book and where we can find you. It's a customer-driven disruption available on Amazon in, in you know, hard copy, Kindle function, or even audiobook. So whatever, if you think this was useful, hopefully you'll give it a try. That would be great. So thank you very much. Just remember, everyone, when we are listening to our clients, when we're developing that relationship, when we are delivering what the client actually wants instead of what we want them to want, then we're going to end up with better clients, a better practice, and a better life. We'll see you next time. What if you could discover a simple way to double your profitability in the next 90 days without adding any new clients? That's right. Whether you're a CPA, tax advisor, other tax professional, accountant, bookkeeper, in my newest resource, I will walk you through a simple five-step process that's proven to help you do just that. We have members of our network that have doubled their profitability in 90 days or less, and you can do this too. Now, to get your free copy, just go to wealthability.com slash CPA profit. That's wealthability.com slash C-P-A-P-R-O-F-I-T. Get this new resource so that you can double your profitability in the next 90 days. You've been listening to The Wealth Ability Show with Tom Wheelwright. Way more money, way less taxes. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.